A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Thus says the Lord, just as from the heavens the rain and snow come down, and do not return there till they have watered the earth, making it fertile and fruitful, giving seed to the one who sows and bread to the one who eats. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but shall do my will, achieving the end for which I sent it.
Jesus said to his disciples, In praying, do not babble like the pagans, who think that they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them. Your Father knows what you need before you ask him. This is how you are to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. If you forgive men their transgressions, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you do not forgive men, neither will your Father forgive your transgressions. There's a scene in the 1999 sci-fi comedy adventure film, The Mummy, in which a character named Benny is searching around the tomb for a mummy that has come back to life. And when Benny comes face to face with the mummy, obviously he's terrified and begins slowly backing up as the mummy approaches him. And as he's retreating from the monster, he takes out a cross necklace and he holds it toward the mummy and begins to pray with it. And when he sees that the mummy is not slowing down, he then begins to take out several other necklaces with other symbols and begins praying with them, first with the Islamic symbol, then he pulls out Buddha, and then he concludes with the Jewish Star of David. And the mummy stops when he sees the Star of David because as an, as an Egyptian, the mummy recognizes the sign of the Hebrew slaves while they were in Egypt. Now we could say that Benny was saved, not by praying, but merely by chance. None of those religions or religious symbols really meant anything to him. He was simply using them as a means to an end, heaping up empty words or babbling in the hopes that he will be heard by someone or something. And this is precisely what our Lord is speaking against in today's gospel reading. You know, the pagans erroneously thought that they could simply jump from one god to another as they prayed, thinking that one of these gods would hear them. And it really shows a lack of faith and trust in the one true God. As Jesus says, our Father in heaven already knows our needs, and he cares for us already. All we need to do is approach him in, hum in simplicity, humility, and faith. And yet we Christians today might have a tendency to do something similar to this pagan practice. 
For sure, we don't skip from one pagan deity to another as we pray, hopefully. But we might have a tendency to think that we will be heard only if we follow certain practices or we pray in a certain way. And perhaps we think that we need to pray a particular novena or pray a certain number of rosaries or fast for a certain number of days or wear a particular medal of a saint in order to be heard. To be clear, there's nothing wrong with these things in themselves. There's nothing wrong with novenas, rosaries, fasting, or saints' medals in themselves. The church encourages, the, encourages these prayers and devotions. But the problem is when we attribute a kind of magical power to these practices in an attempt to somehow manipulate God into giving us what, what we want. This is what the church teaches in the catechism as the sin of superstition. Superstition is a sin against the first commandment, since it involves making an idol out of prayers and sacramentals without reference to God or without consideration to one's own interior disposition. The catechism in paragraph 2111 says, superstition is the deviation of religious feeling and of the practices this feeling imposes. It can even affect the worship we offer the, the true God. For example, when one attributes an importance in some, magical, in some way magical to certain practices otherwise lawful or necessary. To attribute the efficacy of prayers or of sacramental signs to their mere external performance, apart from the interior dispositions that they demand is to fall into superstition. So when we think of superstition, we might think of a lucky rabbit's foot or a dream catcher. And while these indeed can be superstitious practices, if we're attributing some sort of magical power <clears throat> to them, legitimate Catholic prayers and practices can also become superstitious. Of course, the church is not saying that any of these prayers or sacramentals are bad in themselves. The problem is with, with regarding these things as if they have some sort of power in themselves, apart from the disposition of the one praying or the one using the sacramentals. Prayer, prayers and sacramentals are supposed to be a sign of our interior disposition of faith. They presuppose a conversion of our own hearts to the Lord and a desire to seek and to do his will. They presuppose a filial relationship between God, the Father, and the person praying. You know, God is our Father and we are his children. And that's how we're praying to our Father, as children to a Father, and not simply putting coins into a slot machine and hoping for a jackpot. Our Lord gives us the perfect prayer to the Father as an example and model of prayer, the Our Father, which is an integral part of the Liturgy of the Hours and the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass. The Our Father illustrates the simple faith and trust that we ought to have as God's children and how we ought to approach the Father as his children.
confident that he knows our needs and that he hears us. And when we pray novenas and rosaries or fast or use sacramentals like medals and scapulars, we should always do so from the standpoint of the virtues of faith, hope, and charity. These practices should, should be an expression of our faith and our love for our Heavenly Father and should not be regarded as having some sort of magical powers in themselves. Prayer, fasting, and acts of devotion should always be accompanied with conversion from sin and works of mercy. And in doing so, we come to recognize and better understand our identity as God's children, knowing that we have a Father in heaven who loves us dearly and cares for us. We are then inspired to love our neighbor as God has first loved us.